0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to The Diva Show. You know I'm on every second and fourth Thursday from 12 noon until 2 p.m. And today, today we have a phenomenal special guest, Miss Black Madam. (laughs) Hi, guys. How are you? So today we're going to be um, talking with Black Madam. We're going to find out some things today. You know, we're going to talk about quite a few different things. We're going to talk about what you've been up to. Um, we also going to talk about where, where the name black madam came from. Yeah. We're going to touch on that just a little bit. We're going to talk about what you're doing now. Your music is just phenomenal where you can find her music and check out her music and her videos as well as checking out her book. So I'm just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you introduce yourself and, um, we're just going to jump right into it. Okay. Well, child. Black Madam
1: is out of jail. And I'm here to resume world domination without a fever. Yes.
0: So let's jump I'm in. To... Start it. Now, that's a heck of an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, an introduction.
1: I mean, I've definitely calmed down since I, you know, been in a clanker
0: because
1: um, it was quite challenging. I'm not going to lie. It was challenging, but I rose to the
0: occasion and I'm here. Okay. That's what's up. And yeah. you have such a, a, a positive spirit and, and glow about you. Like you ready. And and from what I saw, like you're tackling some things that a lot of people that have been out here trying, saying that they're trying to do. It's like you came out and, and just hit the ground, just running. You're just doing a doggone thing. I mean, back to back to back.
1: Yes, I was in it. Yeah, I was back there in the recording studio the day that I got out of prison, literally, and I'm going to put some pictures on the Internet uh, once we get everything situated with my social media. But um, I was literally in my jailhouse browns, my sweatsuit, the shoes that they gave me. Well, I actually got out the shoes and then put on a pair of bubblegum pink stilettos match okay. my, my key mark that I had on. But yeah, I was out of the stu- um out of jail in the studio that day, that evening, recording Bougie Bitch. Um is All which right. will be my next, what's that about? Which will be my next, um, well, actually my first post-prison debut single. Um, yeah, it'll be out in a couple of weeks. We're preparing now, getting the wardrobe and everything together for the photo shoots. So it's going to be quite different than what everyone's accustomed to me doing, but it's I think it's going to be even more exciting, especially the fact that I've, uh, being in prison and touching the base of the urban culture, I had no choice, I lived in the urban atmosphere of prison. Um, It kind of got to me through osmosis, so I'm ready. And um, I wrote, I was away for 40 seasons. My my fiance counted them, 40 seasons, summer, winter, spring and fall, 40 seasons. And I wrote Mm -hmm. 40 songs. I came out with forty songs, so my next
0: one is we're we're in there now recording "Infamous Black." Oh wow! Yeah. So, tell me <clears throat> a little bit of background for your your selection of bougie bougie bitch. Who 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 is she? And why is she just bougie? bougie? Bougie bitch came along because, mind you, when I first got to
1: prison, I. I learned how to crochet. The first thing I did was learn how to crochet. I crocheted a Coco Chanel blanket and the shams and I made little doll houses and doll figurines. And honey, I had my cell, look, it was a dog on show place. All the inmates were walking by, looking in there saying, oh my God, look at this, rugs, everything. And I spent the money to do it because I wanted to live comfortable in jail. Madam needs to live comfortable. But anyway, the search team. there's this thing called search team. And these mm-hmm. people come into your cell like the Gestapo and okay. they announce that they're here to search and they're taking anything that's a, a, a contrary to the policy there. And when they took everything, I, when I say everything, oh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of stuff, and not to mention the money, but the time it took me to make the things that I made for my comforts in prison, they took it and said, Madam, there is no glamour in state correctional facility. Oh, my. And I said, Oh, okay. Well, all right. And baby, for the next seven years, I made a do with them white sheets and everything that they gave me. That was it. I just used that and and kept everything as polished as I could according to the policy because, you know, a child wanted to get out on her minimum and get back to the public. So, with that being said, not to mention the harassment that I went through in jail because I was doing a lot of writing and um the jail was intimidated by that because they didn't have that type of person to ever grace and come into the prison like that not to say that other women didn't do it but they didn't do it the way that i had did it and when i say Mm -hmm. that i mean that um i had a lot of a lot of support as far as the press and media they all wanted to know what was madam doing while she was away and everything so they were kind of scared that i would like divulge some of the things that they did. And this is just, I'm just speaking of Cambridge Springs. Cambridge okay. Springs is a mother, honey. Oh, it's a mother. Now, RCF prior to that was good. I did those three plus years perfectly. The, everyone kind of got endeared to me. A lot of the officers and guards gave me their support and was like, I don't even know why you're here. And Charlie would yeah. sneak me hoagies in because you know, I'm a girl from South Philly. I love a nice Italian hoagie. So they would sneak me hoagies in and just... They just really made me feel comfortable in the county jail. That was for three and a half years. Then I got upstate to Cambridge Springs and they were not—they were nothing nice. So I tricked them and got them to move me to Muncie which is supposed to be a little bit more militant but I mm-hmm. knew that if I could just keep under the radar at Muncie that I would get out because if I was to parole from Cambridge Springs child we wouldn't be talking right now. They'd still have me locked and it probably got me in a hole. My last day, oh, yeah. I was in the hole for 60 days. Yes. But anyway, to get back touching on your question with the bougie comes up, because with that, I say the Pennsylvania Department of Correction, they tried to take everything from me. They took $20 million as my uh, fruits of crime. There's no accountability for it. I know them. Let me step up. Wow. But I, know, I know them detectives. God. Wow. But anyway, they took that $20 million, mm-hmm. penniless to fight my case. And um, and with that, I say they tried to take everything from, from me, but they couldn't take the bougie out the bitch. I know that. that's right. And that's what I the song love. That.
0: Yes. And I got I got a drink to that. So we have since since we're discussing it, um, you don't have to go into grave detail. But since we are talking about the fact that you did, you did some time. A dark
1: decade, baby. A very dark decade.
0: Every minute and every day of it. You know what I mean? You did that time. And um, now you're out and you're doing your thing. But I want you to share with us, because some people may not be familiar with Black Matter Mm -hmm. and understand the circumstances on why you did go to prison. If you want to just touch base on it, just just briefly, because I don't believe in, like, bringing your past to overshadow your Mm -hmm. future, because your future is just... Amazing. I can see it myself. And I was watching your videos. (laughs) Thank you.
1: So So, you can
0: touch base on that. Okay. Well,
1: for about 17 years, I had, and I explained it in the book, Infamous, I had started out as a madam. And um, once I met my fiance, and it kind of was shortly after the death of my father, I just didn't want that anymore. I didn't want to be the facilitator of men to be able to cheat on their wives and their significant others anymore. So um, I felt convicted in my spirit. And I said, you know, I want to do something different. I got to find something different. But by this time, I was making a ton of money. <laughs> God, I once one thing I will say is God blesses my path, whatever I go for. So I I had made a ton of money, but because I didn't want it no more, I had kind of waned off it. A lot of mm-hmm. failed investments. Um at that time I had um iMusic Web, which was a webcasting network and um, a a club. I had clubs. And I wanted to kind of parlay my way out of being a madam with these investments. However, um, when my dad died, I just didn't. I was done. And I felt for my mom because my mom and my father had been together since they were children. They had literally lost their virginity together on Valentine's Day and the date. But anyway, um, and then they conceived me. So I was conceived of two virgins. And so my father was all my mom ever known. So I literally stopped everything when my dad died to go home and be with my mother and while she was in mourning. So, um, with that, I met that's when I met my fiance. And then I was like, listen, I got to get out of this business. I didn't want it anymore. Not to mention I felt like I could feel my father from heaven's gate watching me now, knowing where all the source of my wealth and my income had came from. So I was definitely wanting to transition with that. So in the midst of that, uh, my friend Angel has suggested to me, because I did her body and she's got a body. um, She said, why don't you get back into uh, injections? Because I was doing that back in 1995. But I was too afraid then with um, the high epidemic of the HIV AIDS, we were just on the tail end of that epidemic. And I was scared I was going to poke myself with a needle. And then, you know, it just wasn't worth it. So I stopped in 95. After I did her, but then um, as the years went by, you mm-hmm. know, the genetic cisgender females wanted it done more because this was a transgender situation that uh with, where the silicone injections derived from. But now the cisgender women are seeing all the girls that are transgender with these outstanding bodies and wondering like, like, wow how did you get this body and everything? If you used to be a boy and you're looking like that, what happened? So my friend, she was like, oh, my girlfriend did my body. And so she, she ended up telling me like two girls just yesterday at the candy shop on South street wanted to know if they can get in touch with you. So um, I told her, I would think about it. And Mm -hmm. at that time I still was in touch with a doctor friend of mine, an ex lover. So um, he helped me get all my supplies up and, and then from there I did two girls. And
0: mm-hmm. those
1: two girls, they asked later once I was done, if it would be all right, if they would post their before and afters up on the internet. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really internet savvy. So I was like, well, I don't care. Just, you know, bring me some more clients. Right. So um, in a few days she would call me back and each one would like have at least like $50,000 worth of work for me to do. Mm-hmm. It would take no more than six hours. So wow. I was like, oh. I was like, oh my god, okay. Thank you Father God. Cuz this <laughs> is
0: it. I know. So, that
1: with that, <laughs> so that. We met. those girls that they had brought to me told their group of friends and like that old Vidal Sassoon commercial and so on and, and so, so on. Nice. Mm-hmm. All the way up until celebrities had started contacting me and um and it just took from there, I did, uh, I did a lot. I did, I don't even, I don't even, I don't want to name drop. I don't name I don't drop. Saying.
0: Saying. I don't know if you want to name drop, but.
1: but yeah, I, I, let's just say I've done the pinnacle, the pinnacle, the one that everybody trying to be like, I'm going to save her that grace. And I'm going to say, you know, she happened to be on E-network. Well, not anymore. I say that with her sisters, but anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, and I got involved with that because I was doing that. What I will say is because Amber, she's 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 out about it all the time. Um, I did do Amber Rose and this one wanted to up and be ante with Amber because uh, she had her eyes on Amber's man at the time. So she wanted to have the bigger. She told me she wanted to have the best buttocks in Hollywood and she got it. We gave it to her at the five sessions. And she snatched that man right out of her hand. Yes, she did, baby. She mm. snatched. She snatched. I didn't snatched think, him. but she snatched that man from Amber. We all know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. She
0: meaning yeah. me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> what? You know, um, and, and listening to you and everything that you um, went through as far you said to me at one point that they were coming from all over the world.
1: Yes. From um, Paris and London, of course, um, the girl from London who had succumbed to them. Thank God. Oh God I, uh, but yeah, I get kind of taken away with that. But, um, um, yeah, from the South Americas, from Australia, from just everywhere. I was surprised them trailing that dirty, dark road to Philly just for little old me. But then um, I did, I was working with Dr. Chimchok out in. Um, Kosamoe on the island of uh, the Kosamoe Island of Thailand. I would go out there, and he would oversee me. This is how I got so comfortable doing the injections. He would literally oversee me in his office while I, while I was doing his patients, because he said that he didn't have the expertise that I had as far as art, artistry. So I, you know, we made the arrangements with a little uh, business that I had going on called the Secrets of the Orient, which is listed in um, my book Infamous by Black Madam. Um, But yeah, so he would have me do that and I kind of got used to just, you know, hey, I'm doing it for the doctor, he can't do it, to where I brought that back home and I was doing it and felt more comfortable just doing it on my own. So, um, but yeah, they were coming from everywhere I had I had uh, a place in Paris that I would frequent that I would see my girls in Paris if I wasn't Mm -hmm. in, um, uh, in the US at the time, and also in Thailand so between Thailand Paris and Canada. Um, I had offices also not to mention, uh, here. And when I say offices, I mean, hotel rooms that I'm saying, it. <laughs> oh, I said, oh my Lord, hotel rooms that I'm saying it, but I mean, I set it up like an office while I'm there. I'm there for two, three weeks. So hey, it's right. my office.
0: and the girls poured in. Yeah. Okay. So in saying all of that, you, you actually, you know, were able to pull clients from all over and I'm not going to stay on this part of it but unfortunately something happened in the process and you know they decided to prosecute you for it um and that's why you spent your your time in jail yeah Um,
1: they they, um they actually wanted to give me 35 to 70 years yes indeed oh my but but, but for the grace of god and i promise god i said god if you get me out of here i will proclaim your name and i ain't no holy roller but honey i'm a believer Cause uh, I said, get me out of this. And cause I was in a lot of, a lot of little stuff. I said, no more, you the father, child. Yes, yes, yes. I bow down and he got me out and here I am.
0: And so, so, you know what, just to touch on that some people don't understand when you, you know you say I'm not holier than now, but I'm a believer. Some don't understand that when you have that inner belief and you know that belief you don't need to do certain things that other people do for show for everybody yeah. else because yeah. it's a relationship that you have. You yeah. know what I
1: mean? Yes, and I had plenty plenty lonely lonely nights in that cell up waiting up to my trial. So basically, for three and a half years, I didn't know what my fate fate, fate would be, um, but oh I just kept. I just kept with them. There was once a time when I first got into the prison, because I've never been in jail before. Uh, and, child, you know, I saw sounds of the lamb, and they shackled me up like sounds of the lamb. So I thought, oh, my God, these people are trying to come and give me the death penalty. I thought that for at least two months, two months, thinking that the death penalty is going to come any minute now, because there were people in cells next to me that were had capital cases and stuff. And this was everywhere. My case was on the news more than theirs was. So I was like, Oh God, it's coming anytime, anytime. So um yeah, there's been, it was a trying moment, but um I made it through. And it was a very cold and steely, raw period where I've really had to like like come to grips and in, in my faith with God and say, God, just just please get me out of this. I know I've been a bad little girl with certain things, because uh, I, I I was into everything. Uh, Black magic, who, voodoo, what? I was just curious. I was curious. <laughs> uh, well, there's nothing wrong with it, it is and I just, funny. I discuss it yes. all in the book. I discuss it all in the book. But what I do also, um, in the book, I walk everyone through it as if it's happening now from my state of mind then. So I get really rugged and raw in it, but I do put a warning at the beginning pages to, to let you know that regardless of what you hear, please guard your loins and mind your spirit because I'm going to get really, really gutter and real in it as it was happening, but don't ever underestimate me that I am for sure a child of the most high God. Yes, I am. So yes, with that said,
0: honey, I unleash the beast. <laughs> well, Tell everybody again the name of the book and where they can they can get this book. The book is Infamous by Black Madam. Um, it, and my my legal name is
1: Padge Victoria Winslow. So that's the author, but it's it's infamous by Black Madam. You can find it. And it's on infamous, InfamousBlack.com. On sale okay. now, infamousblack.com. And mind you, I should let you know, this is the revamped uh, author's exclusive edition that I'm selling. On there, you you got other ones, and I saw other people selling my book. I said, "Well, what
0: is what's going on
1: here?" Oh wow, so you made me want to Call the publisher. What you got going on here, Darren? But anyway, I got, <laughs> I, got, I got. Mind you, I'm just getting out of jail. I got to look at them books. You know, imagine. Right. Oh yeah, stunning. Most so, definitely. Here. As soon as the parole is let me, I'm going up to shore shop. Yes, I am. But anyway, sure. um, it's on sale at infamousblack.com, and I need all the help I can because. A bitch trying to say stay legal.
0: I know that's right. Listen, y'all make sure that y'all reach out and get that book like immediately because we're just giving you the gist of, of things. But in order to find out in detail and everything that actually took place, you have to get the book. You got to get the book. You got to read it. Is you know they all say you got to see it in black and white for yourself. And and it's just part of a series. Everyone that reads it can't put it down.
1: And then they're like, okay, they're mad at me because now they're like, well, when are you gonna let this other this notorious out part two of the sequence? So um yeah, it's coming. It's coming.
0: Okay. Now, when did you realize the magnitude of what you're doing now? Like I, I understand some of the things that you did, you know, being a madam, um, some of the other avenues that you took, but you're, you're writing, writing a book, but also you're writing music mm-hmm. and your music videos are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's so much, it seems like it's just so much detail that's going into it and understand that you wrote the songs, but like I said, you hit the ground running mm-hmm. and you have knocked out. I mean, so far I've counted I may not have them all. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs. Mm-hmm. There's some people that are still working on one song and trying to get a video and you have a video for these songs. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. And it's only been how many days since you've been out?
1: I've been out, what, 16 days. Now, um, uh, What a few of the videos are prior to uh, me going to jail because I was doing a lot of, <laughs> I was doing a lot of that um, for years before I even before I even uh, got arrested or even thought of doing an injections. I've always been doing music all my life ever since I was a child. My first song I sung, my mother says it was on the Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight. And she said, okay. oh, hey, you used to sing it. You was only three years old and you would sing it like you was this grown woman with so much, like you knew what love was and broken
0: heart. Oh, yeah, I must have came from another life. <laughs> yes. But that's when, that's when you have a a major connection. Um, It's not just lyrics, it's a connection. And certain singers, you can hear it in their tone that they understand what is written and it comes out when they open their mouth. You know, you have to have that connection because me being a writer of theater and film, you know, I can write the lines on a page and I always thank my actors because you know, it it would just be a script if it wasn't for them. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, just be a piece of paper. So let's see. I already talked about people finding your book. Um, your, Your style of music. How did you develop your style of music? Actually, it developed on its own
1: because I started out what I like to call bubblegum music i sung that it was uh me my sister sherry my sister nicole my best friend uh her name was tanya tanya white and then she married tanya granger and um and my other sister michelle there was five of us and we had a singing group we got our first recording contract uh and when i was when i was 13 so me and tanya was 13 sherry was 12 and everyone else trickled down because we were all stair steps. And um, we got our first recording contract with Queen, at Queen Village Recording Studios, Sunshine Group Records, and they were getting assigned to Solar um, with Jody Watley, Howard Hewitt, and all of them. They kind of wanted to groom us, but we, child, we, I was foolish. We wanted, we wanted to be, we're a new addition and the rest of them were. So, um, but anyway, From there, I grew up and then I got it more into hip hop because kind of more of, I should say New Jack Swing, because Aaron Hall and Damon Hall from Guy, those are my cousins. And also Cheryl Gamble and Leanne Lyons from SWV were all cousins. Um, They're all from 163rd and Trinity Avenue in New York City. So at the time, Aaron and Damon were just becoming, getting the blow up with Guy and Teddy Riley. And I was singing with their little brother, Deshaun, Deshaun Hall and Jeffrey okay. Hall. We had a little singing group. Meanwhile, Cheryl and Leanne, they were with uh Sisters with Voices before it became SWV. And uh we would all kind of like compete with each other. And um they all came, went and made it. And and I was still trying. And oh, I I do, I do attribute, I do attribute that to there were a lot of doors closed for me uh being trans, like. Uh, I don't even know if we even touched on that yet, but there were a lot of doors closed for me um, being trans. But as I was in jail and I see what was going on on TV and on the radio and everything, I'm like, oh, baby, God just set me down on ice just so the world could get ready for the madam, the madama, Madama, baby. She is back. Yes. (laughs) So um, with that, I went from doing that and then I went to – kind of this, I joined a rock group. I was in a rock group. Okay. Bit, and we did a whole bunch of this Ramones type of stuff. And then mm-hmm. from there, I just kind of started getting more into rap. And I had, I was messing with, well, I don't want to say messing with, oh, I sound so ghetto. Um, I was I was dating, I was dating Styles who had been okay. signed to, uh, to Bad Boy. And um, we had did a song together, um, Love to Love You. Before Beyonce even touched it, we did a song. He actually the song was, he rapped on it and I just sung on it and he attributed the, all the lyrics are to me. I'm gonna re-release all this stuff.
0: Okay. And
1: um okay. and then I left um I left that sound alone for a minute and I started doing more of a kind of, I don't know. I I kind of started m- mixing things together like hip hop and rock. And mm-hmm. at that time, I would I had just got um. Introduced to Prince, and Prince wanted me to be his protege. And we did three songs together. I'm getting those out of storage now to put them on the market before I hit it because you know I was a boy then. But yeah, now the world knows about Madam. So I'll put it out there. But anyway, he wanted me to be um like his protege. But I after I did those records, I wanted to go to college. So I talked with him and my team and everybody, and they were like, Well, if you want to go to college, and that's what you're feeling then go ahead. So I auditioned the tapes that I did with Prince to the University of the Arts and they opened up the door. They gave me full scholarship. They gave me a brand new apartment. Oh baby, working with Prince opened up doors. So mm-hmm. I had that going, I had that going for myself until I met someone who said, oh, I know a place where boys can kiss boys in the public in this dance place. My little friend of Dars Rashad in college, he was a dancer. And um, I said, where my dude?" Oh, that's another story, but I did have a girlfriend, one girlfriend in my whole entire life. But yeah, so I went there. Child, I thought the wrath of God was going to come down on me in this place. These boys kissing boys and dancing with each other. Oh, my God, don't let my father come in here. But anyway, um, with that, it put me, I saw other girls like me. And that's Mm -hmm. what let me know that I can do it. I can go on this path to, you know, my SRS, my sexual reassignment. And how I wanted to go about doing it and everything. So um, with that said, I had been involved in everything. I got offered deals from Kenny Gamble at Philadelphia Inter- International Records. Okay. He wanted, he wanted me to write for Phyllis Hyman, but um, well, he wanted my songs that I submitted to for Phyllis Hyman to record them, because she loved them, but I wanted to record them. But Kenny would say, Well, you you're you're writing from and this is prior to school and everything he's like you're writing from a boy's I mean from a female's perspective but you're you know you're a teenage boy what are you gonna do and um he was like I don't know how to market you but I think you're a phenomenal writer and everything and once you get it together what you're going to do I think you'll you'll be a hit so I kind of walked away from that deal I had all kinds of deals I, looking back in hindsight, I'd have just took the writing deal and God's built us to sing them songs and make me some millions. Maybe I wouldn't even be mad at them. Who knows? I, maybe I wouldn't be mad because I, it, it was the path that I had been on that led me all the way up to where I'm sitting in front of you right now. So I don't know. Everything happens for a reason.
0: I, I was just getting ready to say that. Everything happens for a reason. And the path that you, you are on, I'll say this, it may not have been comfortable for you, and you didn't like it. It was a struggle. It was difficult. But at the same time, you know, even diamonds get beat down at times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels glitter and and come out go, God puts you through things so that when you do get where you need to be, you'll be able to enjoy it because you may Mm -hmm. not have been able to enjoy it back then. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah, I think of that a lot. Indeed. So let me ask you this, what, what can we expect from you in in the future, outside of just yeah. music? I know we talked about something, and I, I I'm gonna leave that with you. If you wanna communicate that or not, um, okay. Well, um, there's we're working on
1: somewhat of a movie for um for my book Infamous by yes. Black Adam, so I'm excited about that. Um, I just actually did um, a National Geographic interview with Traffic with Mariana Van Zeller. So mm-hmm. um, that's been getting a lot of good play and leading others interested to me. So um, we did that. I'm also working with a production team up in New York City uh, about um, some a Lifetime project. Not necessarily, not about the movie, because we already got that taken care of, but um, something um more creative on the lines of just a uh, period in my life. So um, that, and um, and I, I the, we have what, what is that Epic Magazine thing coming out? Now, what I like to talk about though is besides all the media stuff, I do have a shapewear line, Assets by uh, Madam, that's, oh, wow. that's slated. Yeah, I'm working on that now. And we're trying to get uh, an interested uh, um not necessarily investor, but um, distribution and all that. Uh, we'll be doing that, and well, I'm really excited that about again? it. Um, can you
0: mention pardon? that again so that the um, so that the listeners can hear what what line it is? Pardon me. Can you mention it again so that the listeners can know and the watchers can know what line it's called again? Oh, it's infamous. Oh, uh, it's uh, assets by Madam. Assets okay. by
1: Madam. And and what we what I'm working on with. Glue, uh, Glue Entertainment up in New York is actually a reality show pilot that's called Building Assets. So it's about me building the company assets, also rebuilding my assets from all that I've lost, not to mention, it's a play on words, building assets. assets. So um, yeah, uh, I, one thing I can say is that I've kind of been blessed to be able to cultivate businesses, come up with business ideas and build them up and that was one of the gifts that God had given me. So that a lot of the viewers are going to see that in the show of me building businesses, not just the assets of like the assets shapewear line, but other things that I got in mind. Like I have the kitchen bitch um kitchen bitch uh cookbook that I'm working on which is <laughs> teaching I want to no no no. I want to teach the public cuz I thought this was miraculous. How teach the public how an inmate can take commissary junk food and turn it into something that sit, that tastes and tastes like culinary jewels baby i was shocked i collected mean like maybe a hundred and a hundred and twenty recipes yes i did so listen, i'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it gotta, in a book baby kitchen bitch by man you gotta
0: listen you gotta tell them it's something else
1: besides cheat cheese yeah oh <laughs> yes no, oh, no, this was some exclusive stuff, baby. I hadn't taught myself how to make a clam chowder in jail. And you know, yes, hey, I'm, 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 I'm used to eating that book binders. So you know, if Chow was in here telling the officers and the guards, yes Chow, this, this tastes like book binders. They ain't know who, what book was. I said, all right. Well, well i But you yeah, so not to mention that, but um, also I have this thing called um, the quick snatch baby baby the quick snatch. I thought about it while I was in jail. So I drafted all out. I bought, I, as soon as I got out of jail, I was on, I was literally after I got out of the studio, because you know, child, uh, bitch had to be in by 7 p.m. I got a curfew. So I was on the dog on. you know, Googler, smuggler, child. I was um, buying all the dot coms that I thought I had a whole list of dot coms that I'm gonna buy. Child saved the money up and everything. Got out of jail. I bought them dot coms up. So I got this thing called um, the quick snatch child take off 10, 20 years, no one would ever believe how old I am. I got the quick snatch on now. Get out! They better do their research and find out how old I am because I don't look it and I know it. I'd be the first to tooth that horn.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You look absolutely gorgeous. You don't look like what you've been through.
1: Oh, thank you. Even the officers in jail, they would say that. They'd be like, God, I cannot believe that you've been here this long. You don't wear it in your spirit. Cause, And that's one thing that I refused to do. I made sure the moment I got in that I was always looking out the outside. I wanted to make sure that first of all, that I had enough money saved, I I did blow up at one time and I've been losing the weight, but I made sure I saved a lot of that money because I knew there were things that I wanted to do. God said I didn't have life. So I, there were things I wanted to do. So I saved a lot of money and I wrote a lot of books. I got eight books. One is out. Another one is following. And then the publishers have the rest in succession to all kind of come out and everything. But I wrote the books. I wrote the music. So I
0: rewrote my life. I see. And and like I said, you hit the ground running. You got a lot of things going on. And um, tell them where they can look at your videos. You have you have a, a, a YouTube. Um, a lot of
1: well, right now, me and my social media representative, she's doing everything. She's my assistant too. She's right. She's actually my engineer today too at the <laughs> studio. And and I mentioned Tanya, my my best friend that I grew up singing with. Yes. Um, she had passed during my my imprisonment. Oh, wow. It was devastating. Oh my God, it was devastating. But what she, and she was the one that named me. She named me Patch Victoria Winslow. And the, she left me a gift and I never knew, well, I always knew it would be a gift, but she she left it many, many years ago, 25 years ago, prior to her death. Child, I'm sitting here with her daughter, who's my engineer and my assistant and my goddaughter. She gave me her children as her godchildren. Tanya, oh, wow. so um, Megan's with me, getting me around. Town to the studios and everything, my little goddaughter. You'll catch us on social media. She's the god behind, the god voice you're hearing in all my antics on social media. She is she is the voice of reason when I am just being mad. And we got this little skit that we call Madam on the Move. That might turn into something. <laughs> we haven't released it yet. We're getting everything in editing, but it's some hilarious stuff. And it's just me being me and just me getting used to this world. This world has changed how, there's, yes. there's this woman that talks to me inside my computer, inside my phone. Child, Siri.
0: Oh, was Siri. Getting, so you're talking about Siri.
1: They done gave me a whole another personal assistant. Yeah. And just everything is so different. Child, I was down at the house where I'm staying right now. I didn't even know how to, I didn't know how to work the washing machine. Listen. Everything is a computer, a computer I, washing machine. Child, yes. I gave up. I said, you know what? I said, I ain't washed this shirt and these, he's I ain't even washed the panties. Listen.
0: <laughs> I mean, I said, child. I gotta put these back on mean, and get out of this house. I gotta get to the studio. I gotta interview. Ciao,
1: ciao. Listen, I'll say
0: this. I love technology like the next person. But when it comes to them washing machines, I just need to know how to turn it on. Whether it's going to be hot, warm, or cold, and that's it. Like all that other stuff, you know, wanted to oscillate, wanted to so. I don't know what happened. Everything I don't know. Is different. What just wash them. Yeah. Just wash them. That's all I ask. Well, I want to backtrack just a little bit because when I asked you um, about your 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 style of music, I will tell you that. Um, you know, me and sheree and I went to school together. Uh-huh. Yes, so okay. um yes, we went to school together. So well, like, didn't tell me that. <laughs> yes indeed. Which school do so, you go to? Franklin Learning Center. Child, and I was there.
1: I was right there. I was at I was in Mr. Brown's class. I was an art major. Yes, I was.
0: Then we know each other from FLC because I graduated 87.
1: Well, you know what? Let me tell you, let me tell you how. <laughs> I was supposed to graduate in 87, and okay. thank you, sweetie. Oh, she keeps the wine coming. I was I was supposed to graduate in 87,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I had grappled with the fact of I was growing into someone that society said I should be, and I wasn't ready. I didn't know if I could, and nothing, nothing uh, exemplifies it better than that boys to men song from boys to men. Now, I will say any day that I used to be a boy, but I never grew to be a man. And I I just didn't want to. I just knew that that wasn't for me. So I I kind of um, sabotaged me graduating. I wasn't ready to go out into the world. And I knew to graduate from high school, I would have to go out into the world. So child, I sabotaged, and I didn't graduate in 87. I didn't graduate in 88. I sabotaged me two years. I love RCF. I just wanted to be in my little art class. And yes, I stayed there for two extra years because you know the credit system, how you can advance yes. as quick as you want, or you can be, I forgot there was one boy there who had been there for so long. I think you might know, he was a singer. And yes. he had been there yes. for so we long. Both
0: know, and I think that was the year that they videotaped the graduation.
1: Yes. to you know, no so, name, no
0: names, but we you
1: know, know we who ain't gonna name no names. So then uh, came 89. Her mother, my, my assistant slash goddaughter's mother, we had had a falling out about maybe three or four months prior to that. And she called me up and said, well, hey, I know we haven't spoken, but I'm about to graduate and here, here's, I want to give you a ticket, will you come? And I said, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll come. And I, and I got off that phone, so I said, "I said, child, yeah, she ain't graduating without me. So it became a competition. Child, I enlist myself in night school and I caught up in those three months, baby, and I was walking down that aisle. And, I noticed, right. Uh, class of 89, yes I would. Ooh, I just dated myself, Jesus. Well, I mean, the, the cat is out the bag and if I plan on selling this quick snatch, I'm gonna have to t- 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 divulge the age one of these days, but yeah, yes, yes. One of these days, yes. Well, so yeah. I, I mean, it we must be doing go. wonders, huh?
0: We did go to school together, Melhori, yes.
1: William. Yes. And when I went to, when I got in the University of Arts, guess who was there? Faye snow. She was yes. she was she was she was the, she was the dance coordinator. Yes. The dance classes.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we do have a little bit of a history, a little bit of the background. Yes. I mean, RCF. R- See, I mean, RCF. That's Wait a minute. Did I
1: say RCF? No, that's Riverside Correctional Facility. FLC.
0: FLC. All these don't go numbers. Child. FLC. And listen. Yes, FLC. And, and and listening, listening to your music when you were saying um R&B, a little bit of rock. I like, I hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I hear it. It's a, it's a different sound. Um, when I say different, it's a refreshing, different sound, because I'm telling you right now, you turn on the radio and almost every song sounds the same. Every song sounds alike. Um, no, no one is doing anything different. No one is trying to do anything different. Um, and mm-hmm it's it's like people are afraid to take risks you
1: know oh, so now i'm a risk taker
0: I, I i see i like it though and i like the style and i, I like the um how you say it, the no holds part like you just yeah. go for it so yeah. i really enjoy that part of it so i know um you have quite a few songs on uh what is it uh, SoundCloud, soundcloud right yeah soundcloud so tell me about one of the songs tell me about ride oh <laughs> you would pick that one. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just feeling child.
1: I wanted to be raunchy. Yes, I did. I wanted to be raunchy. And um, and when I say raunchy, it's not that I'm, I mean, I love all the boys, and all the boys seem to love me. Child, this messenger, this new gadget, they got messengers. That's the proof. We gotta turn the thing off, child. I this can't is, be careful that
0: messenger. Be careful messenger. Oh, I'm
1: learning. I'm learning, child. But um. I, um, I was with my boyfriend, my son's father. Yeah, madam has a son. Um, I was with my son's father, Marcus's father. And mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes um, I just like to be provocative. We, we used to do role playing and everything, child. I put on a Catholic schoolgirl outfit in a minute. And so I just, that was actually something that I thought of when we were together. And I wrote that and recorded it. I don't know what a couple of things might have happened too while I was in the recording studio recorded had, had to excuse the producers and the and the um engineers but yes um that's that's where that song came from i kind of like it i kind of like the fact that um i don't know sometimes i just like to push buttons i don't
0: mm-hmm. know, I, don't know. I, I guess push bu- buttons um is very thought provoking yeah you know while well, child, was- i was listening
1: to that now i just listened to it yesterday and i was like well child they weren't ready for this 10 years ago, but baby, they, what you got the dog on Cardi B and Megan the Stallion up there. I saw him from the prison cell up on that dog on Grant. Was it Grammy stage or something? Mm, yeah. Oh, God, they had me going. I couldn't wait to get back to the stage. I said, Cardi, holler at me. That's why I say it in the song, Where you at, Cardi? Where you at, Megan? I'm here. Right. The originator just landed, the Madama. Let's do there it. you go. Yes. And exactly. I called I call, I call them out in my Bougie Bitch song.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I really, I, I I heard part of Boozy, Boozy Bitch, I gotta, I gotta, you know how you, you listen and you hear something and uh-huh. it tweaks you, but you want to take another time to sit down and actually listen and take it all in. So, yeah, the lyrics I,
1: are very important. I, usually when I'm writing lyrics and I'm out in the world, like 10 years ago, you know, I write the lyrics, but these lyrics, every lyric and every song of these 40 songs that I wrote, they have been thought about, they have been, everything is there, like Bougie Bitch, that was everything that happened, everything in the case where I say, the judge say, ma'am, you've been bad. She gave me that 10 year hit, yes, all of it. And I can't. I kinda challenged myself when I was writing too, because I wanted it to be very authentic. Like my prior works, musical works, had been maybe me being a little creative and me being, um, how can I say it? Me, you know, being like, kind of fantasy-like a little bit too. But now mm-hmm. everything is very, <laughs> everything is really, really real. Honey, when you get in that jail cell, you really find out who your friends are. I have spent millions of dollars on people and I can count on one hand those that stood by my side and, every, and those were the people that, I, that never even wanted my money, never wanted anything from me but myself. But I thank God. And then I also thank God that he brought people that I didn't even know to come and rally around me. I had professors at Harvard University becoming my friends, and uh, and now we're we've been in, in it for the five years now. Um, but they supported me all through the. I mean, emails and letters and phone calls and and money to help support me and live because a a bitch gotta live in jail. Everybody think, oh, you in jail, you don't need anything. Let me tell you something now. For all you that got loved ones in jail, because I gotta say this, support them. Statistics say that after three and a half years of doing time, uh, inmates tend to lose all that support. You need that support. You need it. You need it to know that uh, that someone out there is rooting for you, someone out there that's loving you. You need the first of all, you need the support financially. They pay you 19 cents an hour, but yet they got real world prices. Now it'd be one thing if I can get a dog on bag of potato chips for two cents. That that's be one thing. But no, they pay you 19 cents an hour, but yet they charge real world prices. So that's just barely enough to pay for your cable. So what about the food? People oh need stuff in prison. And I got a song that I'm work, I'm going to be working on in about the end of the month. And I have um I brought all my 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 things home. Also, I will tell you that I brought all my things home uh because I wanted to auction them off. I was kind of aware and savvy that my name. As I, as I grow, will garner the power and attention that people might want something from that time of madam's imprisonment. And I brought all that stuff home so I can auction it off on behalf of the indigent uh, female inmates at the Pennsylvania State Prisons. Oh, wow. uh, and the song is called the, uh, the Forsaken Ones. And I wrote the song called The Forsaken Ones. I'll be recording it in a couple of weeks uh, to put out just to bring awareness that that inmates, inmates need, especially a woman. Now, you know what, one thing I would say, the men up there in them state prisons, baby, they ain't got no, yeah, they get buff, baby, put out a little ad, and them women come flock and they want them, they want them a prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> but the women, the women, the men leave, the men leave the, their boyfriends and stuff. And then they got their family. When their family leave, they got nothing. But you know what? When I didn't have my family, I had. To, I did have my sister Sharon. Yes, I did. Oh honey, that child she showed me receipts that she paid for my storage, praise God, for, for uh, totaling up to forty thousand dollars. So I oh, thank wow. God for, for a loving sister. She is her sister's keeper. So um, but yeah, but that's a blessing. But also, God did bless me to have a loving fiance that I had made, that I had met Nicholas, who is in the book, and everyone loves his character when they read about him. They always ask me, How's Nicholas doing? So um he stood by my side. In the back of the book, when I revealed to him what's going on, he says that we will go through this together. And those words, they never lied. He stood by those words. He is the greatest man that I have ever known since I met him. He is so, he, he, every night we spoke on the phone, every single week, he made sure that I had money. As a matter of fact, he sent me child he sent me it ain't a JPEG. i want to say a JPEG. he sent me a jay are how you send the money to an inmate in prison but Mm -hmm. he sent me money just now on my cash yeah my he got paid so i got paid so yeah yeah. he's so devoted and so um although i didn't have a lot of people it was Mm -hmm. him that gave me that gave me my strength my courage it it was him that gave me the fortitude to keep going because I know I had him to come home to. If I didn't have my music or nothing else, I had that man and his penis for me to come home to. I miss <laughs> penises so much. I miss him so much. Oh my God. Oh, when they the parole people dropped me off at the um the when the um the jail dropped me off at the parole office and all them boys were sitting in there. Ooh, Diva, I could smell their penises. The pen. Ooh, yes. Diva, <laughs> excuse me. But I'm gonna keep it real. It's all
0: right. I love the boys and the boys love madam. It is all right. And and yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You are beautiful. I'm just so I'm I'm glad that you <laughs> have that that support too. You know what I mean? Because like you said, is it is really important. Um, because a lot of people don't understand being like locked away that way and having so many things stripped from me because like you said everything that you had in yourself that was a value they they stripped you of that like when you go through things like that you know it kind of comforts you when you're able to talk to somebody and express and let them know what you just went through and, you know, you have that emotional connection with them. They have an understanding. They can reinforce positivity on you. And then when you walk away from that phone and you go back into your cell, you can lay down with a little bit of a different comfort. It's like, it's like with, a restart. It feels like a restart. Mm-hmm. Right. A little bit of comfort that, that helps you continue to get through. Um, just to bounce back real quick, I do want you to um, tell them again about the book only because this is the elongated show. And I just want to make sure that we... Get them there so All that they can time. get That's
1: that right. Honey, I'm always in for a plug. They call me madam. I'm I'm always selling something. Um, okay, you can buy infamous by black madam at uh infamousblack.com. Infamousblack.com will take you right there. It's the exclusive authors edition that I am selling because a chick needs some money. I was good, I didn't say bitch. I mean, well, yeah, I said it now, but a chick needs some money and <laughs> All my music and when everything uh, hits finally, because we're getting everything together, everything I can be followed through BLK Madam on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, BLK Madam, at BLK
0: Madam. So I want to say this also, understanding your background and you, you're you very, how do I say, um, you're very energetic and it's like you have that mindset I say I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do it. And outside of just that within you, what inspiration could you give to someone? Because like I said, there's some people out here that say they're working on an album and they only did two songs. You don't wrote 40 and you already, you know, Report are in them. the studio and, and, and out of jail and what 16 days ago I got out of prison. 16 days out of prison. What inspiration could you give someone that's out there considering, you know, moving forward with their song or you know? having some struggles when it comes to actually getting focused and and getting her done. Just do it because you never know what one day to the
1: next will be. I was somebody that had millions of dollars. I am penniless right now, honey. I'm, I'm from the gutter up, coming, but I'm coming. Oh, I know I'm coming, but, Mm -hmm. um, you never know. So enjoy life, live your dreams, do what you need to do, get it out there. Um, yeah, it's, you, you tomorrow's not promised. And I want to feel like when I'm gone, that I've done everything that I w- was put on the planet to do. I want to feel like job well done. I don't want to have any regrets, like oh, in the divine state, like, oh God, I wish I had a body so I could do that. Or something like, oh, oh, excuse me. Thank oh, you, God. Bless, bless me. You. you see that? Bless, you. bless me. I'm blessed, darling. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yes, so um. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to do it. You can't procrastinate. You can't procrastinate. One thing I will say that add to the fuel of me moving so fast, the way that I'm moving, I gotta always check me out with this mirror, darling. But um, the one thing I got to say is having your freedom, your liberty taken away from you the way that I had for 10 years, a decade, not knowing if I was gonna die in prison because sometimes there was medical situations came up and I'm like, well, what the heck is this? Where did this come from doctor? Why did I, why did this happen? I developed something called erythema nodosum on my leg, child. I'm like, oh Lord. But anyway, luckily it's not anything serious. They say it dissipates or whatever, but you never know. I was in that jail not knowing if I would make it out. I didn't know if I would be here. I really, and this is no Kappa baby. I really at times was scared like, I don't wanna die in jail. So it gave me that, that, that drive that you ever notice when the, like the Asian people come over to America and they start their stores and they get everything started. And you will be like, wait a minute, how did they do that so fast? They just got here two days ago. That's mm-hmm. yeah. what it is. It's the, 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 the deprivedness of, I don't even know if that's a word, but we're going to use it, to being mm-hmm. deprived of that liberty to be able to do this and do that. And then they come to America and America's your oyster and they're able to do it. Well, that's what I was embedded with when I was in the jail cell, that I didn't have it. I didn't have it. And what I was able to do, people were trying to stop me from writing my books and all that stuff. So um, when I said, when I got out of jail, baby, I'm not procrastinating. I'm going to do it. That's why, and that's why it was very important for me to be in the recording studio the day I got out of jail. It was a mission statement that Madam is back. Yes, honey, I had to keep my hair wasn't even done. I had a kimar on. It was a pretty kimar, pink. I like, I like, I like looking at the picture. It's a pretty picture. But um, I had a kimar on. I had these drab brown um, oranges, uh, uh, browns on brown. Why um, is am an orange? I'm thinking of jailhouse orange suits, but it was the brown uh jailhouse suits. I had the sweatsuit on with DOC printed all over me and everything. But still, I, I wanted to go into the studio like that to take footage for my
0: documentary like that so yeah. um people could see I was about my business. So let me ask you this question. It may be a little toughy one. Go ahead. So you you said you have a son, right? Yes, Marcus. And how old is your son? He's 25. I okay. had I had him, well, I didn't have him, but I got him. Ooh,
1: had him. Um, technology would have really changed. But um, I had him since he was seven months old. I taught him how to walk. His first words were talk to me, mommy. Um oh, they, 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 I was I was leaving out and he just opened his mouth and said, Mommy, no, mommy, no. And everybody was like, Paige, mommy, uh Paige Marcus is calling you. Mark, I let him not call. He can, he don't have to call me madam. But yeah, so um. Uh, they said he's he's calling, he's calling you. and um and I went back I said, oh my lord. And he knew how to talk since then. So I told him everything. and um, we were just fixing up his bedroom in our new house because I was mm-hmm. on a, supposed to be on the lamb for a year. It wasn't on the lamb. I was just doing what my attorney said. They said lay low. So um till they till they brought forth their arrest warrant, which they didn't. So it was no need for me to turn myself in. But when we finally thought that I had misdodged a bullet, we got back to getting my household together. Me, my fiance, Marcus, and my assistant, Eve Harlow. Um, you can reach her on at Eve Harlow photos on Instagram. And, okay. um, and she, um, uh, where was I? Child, yeah, sometime I feel like I got dementia too. Ooh, you no. were talking about
0: how you all were laying low and you were getting the house back together.
1: Oh, I was just doing his bedroom. We were just like finishing up his bedroom when I got arrested. We had just come in from shopping, getting all the little things for his bedroom, and I got arrested, and that was the last time I've seen him. I haven't seen him yet. I'm still, his father used to try to be controlling. Yeah, his father used to try to be controlling, and you, because I left his father. His father was a whore of a man. You'll read about about Jesse and Infamous, and then I met Nicholas. But um, his father would always, once he, once I left him, he realized that, you know, what he had in me and he wanted to get back, but I had met Nicholas and I was in love. So, and I kept Marcus with me, even though he, he's a biological father, you ain't taking my son, you're not. And Marcus didn't want that. Marcus, it broke Marcus' heart the day that he found out that he didn't grow inside me. Um, so he was kind of upset for a little while and I had to really be tender with him and let him know that even though you're not biologically mine, you know, when we kick your father out, cause he's going, he's going when we kick him out, you stay, you get to stay with mommy and everything. So he was happy. He always would say, like to take, believe it or not, he would like to take selfies with me back then and be like, mommy, we twins. Cause he looks a lot like me. So he, um, but yeah, so he was, he was, he was uh, 15 when I left and, oh. um, and I hadn't seen him yet because his father tries to control, control the situation because I don't want to be bothered with him.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that said, mm-hmm. I tried to email him a few times and tell him, where is my son? Where is Marcus? Please give him my number. He hasn't responded. I don't know if he's on social media. Maybe he's found him another woman. He's got, he goes through women like paper with his little teeny penis. You think this man with the ground I walked on with his penis so small, but he want not put that penis in everybody. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my. He looked like a black a black Brad Pitt, baby. Them girls flock to him because he gorgeous. But ain't nothing down here. Ain't nothing
0: down. Oh my, that's such a disappointment. Yeah. So, tell me about "Damn, Madam." Who? Damn, Madam. Oh, damn, Madam.
1: Oh, I don't know. In that song, I actually have I you. I, I took a little childhood rhyme, the little the little train that that said, "I am, I am, I am." It's all about promoting um besides that it's all about um what you had actually asked me about earlier about getting things done and and saying that you know that you can do it and everything and and just having stick-to-itiveness to um to take the challenge on and build and build I'm hitting that very lightly very lightly that song but yeah that's that's the undertone of that
0: okay so like we said earlier um you have the book going on. You have your uh media person is working on your social media and all of that. You've got everything done. all set
1: up the uh BLK Madam, but I haven't begun to be really, really social with it. We don't really want to do that till I go into the photo shoot. Okay. And put the branded picture up, you know, the the uh,
0: icon picture up there. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's 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 right now out. it's just the old stuff. People don't understand that one, one major part, part of being an entrepreneur is branding. Yes. yes. It's, it's, it's major, it's so important. And your, your stamp is just there all over everything. Everything has your flavor. So yes. I, I, can't, I can't say that um, anyone will be disappointed at all. I know once they start to see it, <laughs> that um, it's gonna be a great read. Yes. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading it, and i um, getting down to the nitty gritty because I like just like you said, you're you're telling the story as if it's happening right now, it and that's, that's that's what intrigues me when I'm reading. You know, reading it, like that. oh wow, what happened? what what, what is she going to do? That type well, you of thing. have to. I
1: would say you have to invite me back. So uh, with the questions you're going to have, because you're going to have many questions. Yes.
0: Oh, oh that yeah, might, definitely. That yeah. might have to,
1: that might have to be a pay per view though, girl. Ooh, uh, what's it called? Uh, fans Only, Only My Fans? Or what is it called? Yeah, only, only My Fans. Keeps mm-hmm. me in check. She's the voice of reason over there. She keeps, she keeps,
0: she keeps a bitch in check.
1: <laughs> yes, <fans laughs>
0: <be> de- de- <laughs> definitely. So this is Diva Gordon. We are on the Diva Show. And we are talking with uh, Black Madam. And we're talking about her um, book, Infamous, uh, Black Madam, which can be found on infamousblack.com. We're also talking. We're also talking about her shape line is coming out. That's going to be acids by Madam. So, by Madam. Um, and, and what is the other one? Snatch. It's
1: it's a quick snatch. It it kind of takes like twenty years off of you. I'm wearing it now. It goes under your wig. Let's just say it's honey. At night you got to uncrank it, but during the day, baby, you crank that up, and you're looking like every bit of ten years
0: old. Oh right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> talking about the quick snatch. Talk a little bit about how um black matter began and also uh how she maintained throughout her time in incarceration and how she came home and hit the ground running and some so many people i'm gonna say madam so many people you know that do get incarcerated have what they call jail talk mm-hmm. they're on the phone i shouldn't have did this and i shouldn't have did that and i should have could have would have and when i come home i'm going to Ba, 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 ba. But after about three or four, not even three or four, about one or two bouts of that, it's like, you know, you know, like, yeah, OK, normal. Right. This is this is what you do. But it's it's almost like you may have had close conversations with Nicholas um, about what you, your plans were and maybe even sheree about what your plans were. But it's like you not only put this in as far as a plan of what you wanted to do, you put it in motion before you even came home by writing all of those songs and getting everything prepared. Yes. Because I'm almost sure like you had to get some planning together to get into that studio yeah. the same night. How was it that let me tell me about that actual night or day when you got out and you left from there and went to the studio. What what were you thinking at the moment, you know, breathing in the air, seeing so many different things and Stuff like that how did, how did that feel oh my god it was like i can
1: honestly say it was the best day of my life to have your liberty taken away from you for that long and then all of a sudden it is thrusted back upon you um i remember when i was in jail and they would take you on what is called a medical trip you would get all shackled up and you they put you in a car and they take you out into the community so you would just be out and about uh, in the car, going to the hospital, whatever for a visit, and you could see it, you could look at it, but you couldn't be a part of it. And I, I liked it, but I hated it because it was like, it just made me want to, to be free. So when I finally was in that van, I was finally in that van driving home, uh, and and the officers they they brought me because child they were supposed to be a Rolls Royce coming to pick up the madam, and we'll talk about that later with my management uh, T. Merritt at t Merritt two three four i think she ghost me i don't know sometimes my mouth could be a bit much because it's right. i just want to <laughs> tell it like it is and i saw i want when i when when i love you and i want to make it work i'm gonna be raw i'm gonna tell you you hurt my feelings or this is what i think or this is what I if i don't care maybe i'm gonna be zip i'm gonna let you do whatever you i need you to do for me and then i'm gonna be gone so I don't know. I think maybe she got a feelings hurt, or either something happened bad with the COVID because she had COVID when she was coming back from the Netherlands. They were, uh, she was doing something with J. Cole, um, the whole J. Cole tour and everything. Okay. And the whole team caught COVID. And the last time I spoke to her was December the 2nd. But anyway, getting back to the situation at hand. We worry. I always do this. Why do I go off topic? I can't get <laughs> Please help me. I, let's just say I'm
0: just... Charge it to my mind, not my heart. I think. it's man. I'm just gonna say this: you have you have uh, so much to share um, on on every level. As far as you know, no. But I mean, this is something I want to get at. So, what were we talking about, assistant? We, be ta- we were talking. We talking about the day that you came home and went right to the studio. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, the Rose.
1: Oh, that's why she my assistant, my god doing everything. The Rose voice was supposed to be picking me up. And We were going to have this whole shindig. We were going to have the benediction at my church, the Cathedral Basilica, St. Peter, and St. Paul. Yes, it was, honey. I was, and I was, and but the, the press had already started contacting the prison. Well, child, I got called down into security and they said, you know, if there is um, a media blitz outside and, um, the security outside the prison tells us that media is out there, it's going to delay you getting out of jail, child. I said, drive me home in the van. I said, drive me home in a cloak underneath the darkness and the light in the night before it even turned. They drive me home in the van to get about a rose voice. I'll take that to the Grammys or something. Uh, uh-uh. Bitch got to get out of jail. I've been I don't want to be a day over the time that the judge said you are free to leave. So, yes, um, I told him postpone the rose voice and all that stuff. We'll do that later. Madam needs to be home. So I, I arranged for the the jail to drive me. And then the driving, and I got to see how coming back home and and seeing this, the new city skylight, skyline and everything. It was so invigorating. It was so um. It was something I never experienced. To have your liberty, like I, I'm going to reiterate that, to have your liberty taken away like that for so long and then to have it thrusted back on you, baby, there's no other, it's better than sex. Child, I said, I get to the dick later. Oops, did I say that? I get to the man later, my man. I get to him later right now. I got to feel this. I got to feel this energy. I got to feel the air. The air. Mm-hmm, hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, I was—I at first was like—and then I said, "No, I can't wish that on nobody." But I was like, "Child, everybody needs to feel what it's like to go to jail and then to be free. It will change you forever.
0: It will You're change forever." You—you right. you are absolutely right. And like I said, I'm just taken back. I'm just blown away. Like I said, with you know how much you have done so far, and um what you have coming up and when we talked the other night on the phone you would i was i was a little tired but you were spinning circles around my head <laughs> i was laying I, at first i was laying in and i was i was listening everything. i said let me get up i need to get up and i'm listening to you and everything and i started writing things down as you oh you know, okay yes i said like, i need to get me a pen i'm scurrying you talking i'm scurrying around trying to write stuff down i was like oh this i need to write this stuff down like you know, <laughs> And, and it's, but it's refreshing, though, because, you know, there are times where, you know, I might get into not a stump, but there are times where I'm like, you know what? I just don't feel like this today. But you know what? Like listening to you and, you know, having an opportunity available and then not doing anything with it, It's just so wrong. You know what I mean? Um, it's a waste of um, it's a waste of time. So you're definitely an inspiration to me as well, because you know sometimes as writers and, and directors, we just, we get overwhelmed a little bit and then we just need that little bit of a break, mm-hmm. but can't take a break too long because the world is going to keep going on. And listen, moving. don't get me wrong though. I
1: do, every few days I wake up with this, I will, first of all, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and I wake up with this um, anxiety. I've been talking to my family, my niece, and my goddaughter, um, my fiance, I talked to him about this anxiety that happens to me um, where I feel like I'm not moving fast enough. I feel like there's so many things that I need to do from my business ventures to practical things, to finding a suitable place for myself and Nicholas to to live. And uh, am I gonna get a place where I need transportation? or not, what am I doing, the books, everything. So it feels like everything is kind of like in my mind to where sometimes I find myself at the seat stuck by my computer for a minute until I just realized I gotta just take one thing at a time. The quickest way to eat an elephant, the best way I should say to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So with all, I, I just remember that from prior business ventures that were huge and I accomplished them. And I said, well, I was able to do that, just do it. But don't get me wrong despite all that I have going on, I am human. I am vulnerable. I did just get out of prison. And I do have my moments where it's scary. I get scared. Like, am I going to sell records? Am I going to sell books? Is anybody going to believe in this stuff that I'm doing? Um, what about once I release the things on social media? Is it going to happen? What do I do right now to generate an income? Because I, uh, for my whole entire adult life, when you read the book, you'll see I've been in for 17 years i was a madam from there which is illegal and then from there i've got into silicone business which is illegal so but meanwhile i made this huge amounts of money that i have none to show for it and then i also um just just it, 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 it's just very leaves me very much at a vulnerable state because I, I wanna do right, I, and I, I don't wanna do right, I'm going to do right because the mm-hmm. the, the, the the choice of going back is not an option. So, right. um, and not to mention that beyond my freedom, beyond not wanting to do any of that, I don't wanna hurt anyone. Um, I never meant for any of that to happen with Claudia and it broke my heart. I was in a very dark place for at least two to three years, mostly in the county jail, when it was determined, because for a minute it was up in the air. I didn't know when me and my friends had got silicone injections for years uh, mm-hmm. since we were young. And we never heard of anything like this happening. That's why I went and did it again, because it was like, oh child, they took a they're taking a year for it to come back. It, it, it's something else. Because I do know that she was drinking the four loco. But I do take mm-hmm. full responsibility of my actions and everything. But like I was saying, I just the value and the sanctity of a human life. I never ever want to be the cause of hurting someone. And I think a lot about Claudia's mother, uh, Miss Eunice over there in London and also her sister Vivian in London. I thought of them a lot while I was in prison and how they must hate me and how what they think of me and everything. And so that that kind of broke my heart. Because, I mean, I'm a people pleaser. That's how I got into this mess. Claudia wanted more and more and more. And as you, when you see, you'll read the book. And um, where I went against my better judgment and I gave her the more on that second session where I did it twice when I should have just, we were fine at that once. Child, you got to come back again to get the third time. But no, I wanted to please her because prior to that, that first time she came over, when she wanted me to give her more, I didn't. And I sent her back home uh, and she was angry. So, um, and the thing about it is when that was going down, now that I, and I'm coming to this conclusion right now, I even had a funny feeling then when she was wanting that more the first time in November. And I was like, no girl, I'm in, I'm on a music video set and that's not how we do it. You got to build. But because she was coming back and forth from London, you know, that's not a, that's not a hop on a train to New York from Philly. That's, right. you know, you come into all them thousands of miles. So right. I understand her plight. And she had just got, accepted to be the lead girl in a music video. And then she was rejected and the, the thing was taken away from her when they discovered that she had a fake butt pads on when they mm-hmm. wanted her to get on some lingerie. So when that happened, that's when she started pursuing butt injections. She didn't get go through me, she went through the middleman who wasn't supposed to get anybody off the internet in the first place, but she did. I told her to just bring me family and friends, but she would get the people off the internet And then tell them to say, oh, just tell Lillian, which was my street name, tell Lillian that you're my cousin and she'll give you a discount. So I'm thinking I'm just seeing this child, the middleman's family and friends, and she's getting people off the internet. So with that said, I just, I'm not interested in ever hurting anyone. So I- that's not something somebody could offer me a billion dollars right now. I'm baby and I'm and I'm hungry for money. Oh, baby. I am hungry for money. I need it. But I would say absolutely not. Probably try to probably try to press charges against them. Uh huh. Trying to try and do that. No, but now. Uh, yeah. So that's not anything that I ever desire to do. And I definitely don't want to do that. The, um escort business have my uh, get girls and stuff working the escort business because I'm really fortified in my conviction that I just don't want to be bothered with that and I don't want I don't like the idea of me taking part in men cheating on their wives and their girlfriends and stuff and their significant others because there's some men that's you know got their got their boys I had them
0: too I had boys working too that was a mess <laughs> listen, it, it is what it is and everything has it had its date and time, mm-hmm. you know, and now is a different era. Um, it, it's fine, time for everybody to actually get an opportunity to enjoy Madam in a, in a different light. Yes. Um, it's time for Madam to actually, you know, show everybody, you know, more about you that they can enjoy other than what they read in the newspaper. That okay. you're a person. Oh, let me
1: address that too. Let yes. me address that. So, child, when they arrested me, they plastered that huge picture of me. I was huge. But let me tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you. No, 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 no. Child, when they told me that somebody died, I was done. I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want to go to the studio. I didn't want to do nothing. All they could do is bring me a steak and some Haagen-Dazs ice cream so I could, because I'm an emotional eater. Like Janet Jackson, child, I am an emotional eater and that's the only thing that soothed me i had sex with nick for the whole year that i that, that, that between the death case and me going to jail i i didn't want to do nothing don't touch me i i i i do it with my hand or something but no i i just didn't want to do anything and i just chocking 75 pounds but um and then my um my lawyer came to see me when i finally got arrested and he was wondering to oh, know who the hell are you you are not that girl i met a year ago and that's when he said if i was you I, every time I thought about eating food in that cell, I do jumping jacks. He told me to do hundred, but I did 50. I could only do five when I first started, but he said, okay. and, and that's what I did. I just ate the green vegetables. I ate the meat and um, I did 50 jumping jacks three times a day. And I lost 75 pounds in two and a half months. By the time he took me in for my my uh, my preliminary hearing or something, two and a half months later, honey, madam, was th- I was thinner than I am now. I'm still I'm getting it together, child. Yeah, I'm getting it together. But anyway, yeah, I wanted to address that. I was so big and I <laughs> hated that they they plastered that picture of all pictures all over the media. I said, Well, child, the boys gonna run.
0: Just, child, uh, gonna just, run. Now don't don't but take a She's back. Yes. And don't <laughs> take offense that I say that, but that's definitely a typical woman now. This news story was major. Uh-huh. But one of the things that you looked at, okay, that's major. But why y'all have to make me so big? <laughs> yeah, so all crazy. the pictures, though, When the the
1: case first hit a year prior to that, child, they had they 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 put the music videos out. They put people were calling me like, "Girl, you on the front page of Daily News." And they were like so other people you on the front page of the uh, uh london sun you and then everybody but the picture looks lovely a man the picture looks lovely page everybody i said okay does it okay good but and then i went back to being depressed but yeah it's all about image you gotta hold
0: up the blood-stained walls regardless yes yes <laughs> and hold it together well I right, I definitely will be having you back on the show. We're going to, be, you know, you and I are going to be communicating quite a bit. Yes. Um, like I said, i looking forward to reading and, and reviewing the book. And when you come back on the interview, I'm going to have some questions. I'm yes. going to have. And
1: guess what? Madam's going to answer it.
0: I know that. <laughs> right. I know that's right. Um. Is there anything else that you would like to, you know, tell our audience, and also tell them how the, how they can um, check out some of your work? If you want to hold your your Facebook page, if they want to check yeah, you um, out, of things. Got it. All my prior works are on
1: YouTube at uh, Black Madam. You just go on YouTube, search Black Madam. I have a whole page still there. Child, I'm still I'm locked out. I hired somebody from jail, the assistant to do handle all my social media. She was doing fine for three months. Then um, she, got, she got mad because I told her that she wasn't doing the things that I wanted her to do, that she was supposed to be doing. Child, she got mad and sabotaged everything. Locked me out of everything. AOL, YouTube, Twitter. I can't get into Black Madam nothing. They done, made me be, they done made me be okay, madam. But that's okay because I kind of like the edginess and the updated modern version of be okay, madam. Cha, I want to do be madam. But then i said no that sounds too much like cardi b but um so it's blk madam it's still it's still you still feel the blackness of it so but um but if you want to check out all my prior work we will be putting it on a new blk madam uh social medias but for now they're on anything black madam you can just go on the um youtube twitter facebook all the black madam platforms and you'll find all the old music. Now you want some new music like Bougie Bitch, Infamous Black, because I got a song called Infamous Black too. Um, I'm recording that today. And also um, Slay. Oh, baby, y'all going to love Slay. The ballroom kids, all y'all ballroom kids get ready for Madam Slay. Y'all going to love it. Y'all going to be on YouTube and TikTok doing it. Um, and also, um, yeah, that's 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 it. We should be kind of launching the actual my presence my actual day-to-day presence on social media in about two weeks so okay. for now if you want to see the old stuff go to uh black madam across all the social medias for all the new stuff in in the waiting wings you can go to blk madam for the book of course infamousblack.com
0: all right yeah well thank you thank you thank you for being our special guest today thank you for having me I'm sure everyone enjoyed the show. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking. Oh, I hope it brings me some new fans. Let me tell you, I need girls. We are oh, the girls.
1: Ciao, we put the picture up. I don't know. One day I had no followers. The next day I woke up, woke up to all these follower requests on the Facebook and this messenger. the men started ringing my phone they they can call you now they can i don't know they they called me on the messenger i gotta disable the messenger before i go to sleep because the men i didn't know how i just got out of jail i hit the button the men are sitting there some of them were naked they were just sitting there staring at me it was night here it was day there so i take it they were around the world somewhere i got them from saudi arabia dubai i want that dubai money that I, I want, that now give me an Abu Dhabi nigga. Any, no, I, I love Nick, I love Nick, I can't say that. But anyway, child, they were calling from Paris to France. I said, ooh, there's gotta be a way to monetize this. There's gotta be, and I found it. Mm, they gonna be calling me on my 1-900 number real soon. So I think I found a way to make the money till this music take off and these book sales start coming. But meanwhile, we had a girl start following me guys and also buy my book, child, a madam needs a living. And I need to stay legal, which I'm going to do, but I don't want to be a pauper child. Child, I'm mad for a reason. I got to live a life,
0: the life. I love it. I love it. I love the confidence. <laughs> I just love the flair and the pizzazz. I just love it all. Oh, thank uh, you. So Ms. Deva. Well, we will be talking again, of course, you and I off air. And to everyone out there just watching, this is Diva Gordon with DEU Productions, LLC. You are watching the Diva Show with Ms. Black Madam who will be coming back as a special guest sometime very soon. In the meantime, in between time, make sure that you go on infamousblack.com and purchase her book. That's going to be telling her story in detail. You might want to get that so that you'll be up on what's going to be coming soon. All right. What's on the platform. All right, Black Madam. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. And thank all of you for listening and, Please follow me at BLK Madam on all the social media platforms and buy the book at infamousblack.com.
0: All right. Thank you. We're out. This is Diva Gordon from DEU Peace Love. And here it is. I know that's old, you know from the old school but it is <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will no, talk you. soon. I know you got a busy day, so you enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thank I gotta get back here and record. They waiting for oh here's the engineer right there. Okay. Nice to meet you and see you and call me. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.